ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Galloway and Isabel podcast. My name is Thomas Galloway. To my left, Evan Isabel. Evan, how are you doing? Uh, my back hurts, but I'm doing good. How about you? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty solid. Noah Galloway, to my right. How are you doing, Noah? Dude, I'm doing great. I've been doing a lot of yoga recently. I'm feeling super flexible. Mm. Awesome. That is the most important thing. Right on, bro. Yeah. Okay, so once again, we are recording this podcast on the camera. And for all those who are watching us right now, you can also listen on the iTunes podcast app that comes with your iPhone, and you can listen to it on SoundCloud as well. In case you guys don't want to be watching the whole thing on YouTube, if you want to take it with you on the go, check those apps out. Today, we're going to talk about sunk costs. We'll get into a lot more detail about what that is. And did we want to talk about Ramadan today or another time? Uh, we can pass on that one because, so the, the idea was that I was going to do Ramadan and like mm-hmm. do one, well, not the whole thing, but right. like I was going to like fast for a whole day and dude, that is so hard. Like I wake <laughs> up right away and I'm like, I need to eat. Yeah. So I like, I, dang, I respect yeah. the people that can go through that. Right. They're just like chill the whole day. Like, yeah. There's yeah. this, uh, basketball player. He's in the playoffs right now and mm-hmm. he's doing Ramadan and he, so he can't drink during any of the games, any water, and mm-hmm. he's eating, you know. He can, yeah, he can't drink during the day. Does he play? Yeah, yeah he's, he's playing, playing a full playoff like super intense basketball <laughs> yeah, games. Actually playing right now. Yeah. Okay, so. Also, his, like the Turkish president, where he's from, basically wants him in prison or dead. Because yeah. he like has said a bunch of stuff about the country. Yeah. I just read an article today. Wow. And, um, and so, yeah, he, I, think he, I think the FBI follows him around, helps him out a little bit. Nice. Is that your voice is sounding? Your voice is sounding sick. nice and raspy. Oh, that's Very good. Raspy. Yeah, I was just. Shooting. Did I get you sick? Oh no, dude! Oh. I was just shooting a bunch of people on Call of Duty: Advanced Warfare. Oh, you were out a little bit. And I was super stoked, and I was just like. People, I don't think we can call them people because they were definitely uh, bots. Bots, yeah, 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 a lot of bots. Yeah. But they were definitely destroying us. Right on. Yeah. Okay. I have another note here, but I don't know what that means. I wrote cop. Cop. Okay, maybe it'll uh, come to me. Or a cop. cop. Did you like cop, cop something? Was it get something today? Or was something? an acronym? Uh, call other people. That must have been it. All right. Well, remember to call other people at right, some point. I'm, in the podcast. I'm gonna call my mom, and she'll be on the podcast. Perfect. Actually, I, I do want to overload today. I hope not. Hopefully, yeah. I haven't had one already. Dude, that'd be crazy. No, we're like, we're good. We're no good. Audio overload. Three minutes in. Yeah, we don't want another <laughs> audio overload. <laughs> okay, so we said we were talking about sunk costs. And this is a new thing we're doing. We started with Evans a couple weeks ago where he brought up a topic for us to talk about, do a little research, watch some videos. Mm -hmm. So we're going to try to do that. We're going to take turns uh, picking a topic. And if the audience has any input or anything they'd like to hear discussed, feel free to reach out to us. We'd uh, gladly uh, talk Talk about about it. Anything that's interesting. Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah, I mean, it's just, if it's boring, yeah. if it's a bad idea, we won't talk about it. We'll just be like, yo, this yeah. is a bad idea. There's right. a long vetting process, bro. Like, yeah. multiple loops you have to jump through. Exactly. Many you, levels, many hierarchies. Yeah, many levels. rabbit holes, bunny holes. Yeah. Like, and even if it's a good idea, hole. if it's a good idea, we might still not talk about it. Especially if we get exactly. a, another audio overload. Okay, so before we get to all of that, this podcast is brought to you by Morning Bell Coffee Roasters. Morning Bell offers a diverse and unique selection of specialty coffees and have direct personal relationships with their suppliers. You can visit Morning Bell at 111 Main Street in Ames, Iowa, or you can get their coffee at the Wheatsfield Co-op or either Hy-Vee location in Ames. 
If you do not live in the Ames area, that is not a problem. You can order off their website, morningbellcoffee.com, and shipping is free anywhere in the United States if you order over two pounds of coffee. Okay, so let's get to it. So these videos on sunk costs, uh, this was my topic for the week, so I'll just introduce a little bit about it. So sunk costs is something that uh, derives from economics and finance, basically about an understanding if you're a business or some kind of investor that to not consider how much money you put into something as a reason to stay in the investment or in the project or whatever it is, to not keep you in that project. You should only be evaluating it from the present to the future. You should not consider any costs you put into it previously to affect your decision. And right. so it's a, it's one of the, the, the sunk cost fallacy is one of the most common fallacies. One, if you look up lists of fallacies, that's one that pops up all the time for people to be aware of. Right. Um, and it has a lot of real life applications. So we had a few videos. I'll just go mention the videos we watched on YouTube. So we watched a, what is a sunk cost? It's just a money one that talks about the origin of sunk costs. And then there's a video by Julia Galef. It talks about the sunk cost fallacy. Fallacy. She's from, I think, some kind of like rational institute, some kind of acronym like that, or yeah. some kind of name like that. And then uh, the sunk cost fallacy and why you should quit. Okay, so what were your guys' first impressions when you watched these videos that I sent you? My first impression? I thought it was pretty interesting. I thought it was something that like one of those things like one of those vague ideas that you always kind of have in the back of your head yeah. like you kind of understand it but like this really solidifies the idea um i thought it was really helpful and like i said earlier before we started the podcast i was like i had that like kind of an aha moment like mm-hmm. where you're like oh this is really important to think about because like it sometimes it doesn't it shouldn't matter whether or not you've invested in something, if it's not working out, like if I'm not making, if I've invested a thousand dollars into this idea and it's not making me any money, then obviously you should quit it. Right. Despite the fact that you spent money. Right. And so there's a lot of examples that we can give you guys. And then we, then they, people can, who are listening can start thinking of own examples they do in their lives that might violate the sunk cost fallacy. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the main examples is like coffee. If you buy coffee and then you drink two thirds of it, and then it starts to become cold, and you feel like you just need to finish it, or even yeah. just a lukewarm. I do this. I do this all the that's, time. That's that's a perfect example. Like I, one of my friends at work, she would always do that. Mm-hmm. Drove me nuts. Always told her like, don't do that, because you. I've already spent that money on the coffee. Mm-hmm. And so she would throw it away, point, or she would drink it. She would finish it up. And you don't like that. Yeah, I'm like just because at this point you've already invested the money into it, and now it's just. Am I getting more enjoyment out of drinking this coffee, finishing it up, or not finishing it up? That's how you should be evaluating those situations. Yeah. We should talk about the de- depreciation of value of, of coffee products because it's a, it's a quick thing. Like At first, you got that $3 yeah. coffee, and like every 20 minutes, it's losing, it's losing value through right the on. heat, like the it loss really of heat. Is. You know? Yeah. How, how often do you guys... Okay, this is a good question. How often do you guys buy coffee in general from places? Uh, I don't really... I, okay, I kind of try and cheat the system. I get my own coffee packets or tea packets. And nice. I go buy, I'm like, go to Starbucks, and I'm like, yo, can I get a hot water? And then I got my hot water, and it looks like I'm mm. rich, but I'm not. Right I'm not on. really rich. I just have my free hot water. <laughs> right on. Right, <laughs> you know? right on. Yeah, that's the, that's okay. the move. Okay. Yeah, I go to Cafe Diem probably twice a week. Get a couple, get a latte each time. 
And yeah, for the first time the other day, I just I just didn't finish it. It got a little got a little lukewarm and a little coolish, and then I was like, this I'm not even really enjoying this, so mm-hmm. I might as well just yeah, might as well not even put that. See, I went. I need that mentality because like I I did end up buying an actual Starbucks coffee because I was like, yo, what's your cheapest coffee? Right. And they're like two dollars. I'm like, give me that two dollar coffee, boy. And so uh, I got the two dollar coffee, and I go to the library and I'm studying and I'm drinking it, and then it it gets cold. Mm-hmm. It was like halfway full, and I'm like, ah, I don't want to throw it away. So I dr- chug it all, but right. like I get really like not feeling good. Yeah, I feel bad because I'm like right, right. too much energy. I didn't need that much coffee, and so yeah, it, right. it was just like a l- pointless, pointless for me to drink that. Yeah, honestly, I wish that Starbucks had like a. So in Spain, um, they have. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I've been to Spain. <laughs> You're in Spain. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> um, we should talk more about it because I don't think we talk about it. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah, we didn't we didn't talk about it in any other podcasts. I don't like, think so. Just yeah. Deep dive. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, they have really small cups of coffee that you buy for like one euro, which is like one twenty five, I think. Mm-hmm. But like, it's just the perfect amount of coffee. And Starbucks, like, no matter what, like the smallest size they have is like twelve ounces, and that's for me too much coffee. Right on. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking, okay, so you go ahead. I, I kind of think about when, as far as some costs, when you're, when you have a dinner with some friends and stuff and say a mom makes a meal and you kind of feel obligated to finish it up. That's the only time I feel like I kind of, I should finish it up just for kind of the public kind of politeness of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, and even even if like she's a good cook or or not not a good cook, I just like, but um, what was I gonna say? I forgot what I was gonna say. So yeah, while you're thinking about it, that leads us into a good part, where so the, a lot of this origin of sunk costs goes back to economics and in economics and philosophy. They talk about the term utility, the value or enjoyment you're getting out of a certain situation, and in economics anyway, they value each a utility is in the metric is utils so like say say okay so say you pay for coffee and the first two-thirds of it you get 10 10 utils that you get that's the value you get it's like short for utility i don't really know it's not it's not a good term i got a lot of utils it's kind of utils yeah and so you uh so say the first two-thirds of it are 10 utils and then the last third of it if you waited 15 minutes could be like one or two or even the negative. Like you said, if you drink, if you force down the last little coffee, you don't even feel right. good. So that's actually negatively affecting you. And so that's where then not only are you, have you already paid the whole, this is sunk cost. Now you're providing another additional negative effect on right. you, including the loss of money is now the thing you're actually buying is negatively affecting you to mm-hmm. a certain degree. Yeah. Um, and another another good example is like pop. I mean, yeah. like things like that, where mm-hmm. you know, that just first any kind sip of is like plus a hundred for that metric. Yeah, and then it's like plus ten the rest of the sips, and yeah. then negative ten once you get like <laughs> yeah. past yeah. three sips, not yeah. too far. Yeah. Okay, so other examples I wrote down, uh, and you guys can, if you have any of your own lives, do you think of as we roll here? But yeah, food and drinks are a really common one. Uh, I you, in my research for movies. Um, if someone's halfway through and they just don't really like it, they kind of mm-hmm. feel like they have to finish it because they already wasted. Yeah, I went to a movie yesterday. Okay, so but the thing is, it's not it's not so easy. It's not so base simple when it comes to movies because you have to consider uh, when you go to a movie with friends, you're not just seeing it for yourself. You're seeing it with right. your friends. Yeah. Right. So if you leave, um, 
that could imply that you hate your friends. Yeah, exactly. and yeah. that's and similar to the just like the mm. um, finishing your plate. Exactly, and so then yeah. you then you so that's where you make the say calculation more. You add another factor from just the mm. enjoyment of the food. So say you get say the eating the last little bit of the food if you didn't really like it as much and you were already full. Say that was negative two utils, mm. yeah. but it was positive five utils to satisfy the person's whose food you're eating right. or to ha- continue to hang out with yeah. your friends. And then, so then you have to just like value mm. that. Like, okay, well, right even though this individual piece of content or this individual piece of food will be negatively affecting me, there's an external, another external factor mm. that's positive. And then the other util loss could be that not only are you, you could be hurting your friends, but like, let's say your friends start talking about, dude, Tommy left the movie the other day. I paid yeah. for his ticket. What the heck, dude? That's not he's not a cool guy. You're losing so many utils. Right. A lot of utils. A lot of util loss. Bleeding utils. Dude, I'm bleeding utils. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they might might take it personally. They they might think that they didn't like you, not that they didn't like the movie. And I I gotta be honest, I just want my utils. Right. Yeah, just get your I'm just trying to get my utils, dude. <laughs> okay. So another example I have, uh, poker is a really common one. So you'll see people put in a certain amount of money the fir- first couple times around, and then the last few cards, the turn, the river, they stay in it because they already have t- so much invested, even though it, in a lot of situations you should be folding in those. Right. So that's a pretty specific one. But if you see someone who you're playing with who you think is susceptible to the sunk costs, then you can kind of take advantage of that because sure. they'll stay in hands too long. So basically what you're saying is that if you were very logical and calculated... If you go to a casino, you're more likely to win than if you're emotionally invested. Exactly. Wow. Right on. So what you're saying is we should go to the casino. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, awesome. <laughs> I was really hoping you'd get that out of <laughs> I kind of think about the NBA and when they give contracts out to players who aren't as good as they think they're going to be, mm-hmm. and they play them just because they want to try to get, get their money's worth. Mm-hmm. And another aspect of it, they may play them just because they don't want a bad light being shown on the general manager who mm-hmm. made that deal. So maybe kind of a publicity move just to make, make people um, not think that they're a bad franchise, a poorly run franchise. Yeah, that's a really good example. Uh, another one, okay, so there's one more, probably the biggest, I, think, I don't know if they mentioned this in the video, which we watched or not, but this is probably the most important one for all of us. Or the last two would be the most important. But back to the books and movies, this is this is the one that I have the most problem with. Food and drinks and all that stuff, I can just leave it, move on. But yeah, I'll get a little bit into a book and feel like I need to finish it. Mm. I'll get a little bit into a movie if I can need to finish it. Right. And this is where we were talking about this a little bit earlier, where the negative aspect of understanding sunk costs can come in. Because you may not power through your book or you're studying or whatever it mm, is because you're like, right. oh, sunk costs. Don't enjoy this yeah, anymore. Exactly. Don't enjoy this anymore. Get to the Or side. like you're go- going through a friendship and like all of a sudden your friend's having a hard time. You're like, oh, <laughs> sunk costs. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye, friend that I've had for three years. Right. Sorry you're going through cancer. Yeah. So there's, you have to be really difficult. So like some people who already understand sunk costs a little bit could use it too much. But then other people who don't understand sunk costs at all could use a little bit of that advice. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of a fine line. So there, okay, as far as giving advice in general on two different having like being aware of the two different sides of it. Mm-hmm. So I had, when we were senior year in high school, my principal came in to one, this room we were in, or classroom we were in, and we some of us were kind of stressing out about the end of the school year, graduating, because we had a lot of stuff to finish up. And he like told us to make sure we were enjoying every moment of it. 
mm. which is good advice. And then he said, but I would never have told that to one of your classmates because he's enjoying everything plenty. Like he doesn't need to be told to enjoy it more. If anything, <laughs> right. he needs to be told to make it more serious. So I think the most important thing on this, on this podcast and a lot of times we hear people give advice about stuff and we give advice about stuff that we think would help people. Mm-hmm. But sometimes people might not need that advice. Yeah, right. Like some people might not even need to be told to take more risks. Yeah. Some people might be taking plenty of risks as it is. So I think it's really careful. Like you kind of have to look at yourself and say, you know, am I finishing things that I don't want to be doing anymore mm-hmm. all the time? Yeah. Well, then maybe you should yeah. listen to this. But if you are, if you tend to drop things or you tend to have a problem with giving up things too easily, then you might not want to mm-hmm. take this advice because then it becomes just an excuse to stop something. And the same right. like idea of advice. Um, one of the videos that I watched after watching the three videos that you sent us was kind of, a, it went off about how um, kind of like people can get set in their ways mm-hmm. in the sense that they get, they hold on to these ideologies and they're emotionally invested in these ideologies. And it's like, let's say um, you have to get married and raise a family. Like that's maybe something that, uh, let's say Johnny, Johnny boy, Johnny boy is like 23 and he's like, you know, my parents are happy. They're married. And so I have to get married. But then right. he gets, he gets married and then he's like 20, 27 now. Mm-hmm. And he's like super unhappy with his wife, you know? And, but he's got this very firm ideology right. and people get invested in it and they're, they're so afraid that they're going to lose this. They're going to lose, like lose all this time that they've invested in their, their life and maybe their relationship and their wife and maybe they have kids or something. And so it's like, it is better to deal with it like right now, but like still, like even if you're 30 years down the road, you should probably like maybe try and like, it's, it's harder, but you're going to have to maybe probably look back at some of those decisions. And yeah. Yeah. The relationships one was the one I was going to bring up as probably the most important. Uh, you mentioned friendships as well. And then occupation was another really good example they gave, but with relationships, I think people look at it sometimes as they see, okay, I've, I'm in, I've invested in this. Now I can, there's two costs I can do. They might realize like that staying in that re- relationships might not be the best option. Mm. So they see it as a somewhat of a cost, but they also see leaving the relationship as a cost mm-hmm. because I need to start over. Right. And so I do, yeah, I think some costs are really powerful thing mm-hmm. in relationships. I think there's a lot of people who have probably been dating someone for a couple of years and they just get married to them. And I think, and I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot of marriages out yeah, there. There's better just, yeah, I think a lot of kids in college get married, and I've I know a few kids that were um, are getting married, and um, they're like super young. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, that's bold. But um, hey. I think what helped me with this thing because I used to be like, ah, oh, I don't know if uh, my friendship with this person is like I shouldn't probably be so close with this person because they're not making the like right decisions and. Um, I don't want to get involved in the things that they're getting involved in. But like, I think something that helps with that is like, just instead of like making it so black and white about like, okay, I'm going to be their friend or I'm not going to be their friend. Just maybe change the type of friend you are. So like if you're really close friends with someone that's kind of like going down the wrong path and you can't do anything about it, maybe just kind of step back a little bit and be their casual friend. Right. And, um, and you know, that might help them. Like if they're, if they're seeing like you distance themselves because of this activity that they're doing, like maybe they're uh, like doing more like drugs or maybe they're getting hard, like going, going to the bars too much or something. Mm -hmm. Maybe you distancing themselves 
distancing distancing yourself from them might like I mean maybe it won't matter to them but maybe it'll be like oh I should probably spend less time doing these activities yeah that's good Uh, I think one thing I've thought about a lot lately and I think it's its own podcast is how different people have the capacity to be impacted by what you say to them and what you how you act around Mm -hmm. them like some people completely oblivious no matter what you say like hey you need to get you need to get together they just won't that won't have any impact on them on them at all but other people can have their path changed completely by something you say to them Mm -hmm. or just by distancing yourself as Mm -hmm. you mentioned something like that so i that's something i want to dive into a little more in a future podcast Mm -hmm. because so one thing that you hear a lot is particularly i think on the right is telling people you know just pull yourself up by the bootstraps you just get together um you know, they have all this, say they have some positive role models and these people should be, why don't you look what they do and change yourself? I'm just not, I have a hard time knowing what people's capacity actually is Mm -hmm. to make those changes in their lives. And I just, I have this idea, like sometimes, sometimes some people, and maybe a lot of us just have this kind of path that's sort of laid out Mm -hmm. and it takes a lot to push them off that path. And see, I don't know. There's a lot of people who disagree with that. A lot of people who agree with that. And I think it's its own podcast. I think, a lot of this has to do with the people you're surrounding yourself with. So, like, like your family, you can't choose your family, but you're going to be spending, like, quite a lot of time with your family. And whether you like it or not, parts of your family is going to be part of you. And you're going to speak like your family. You're going to be acting like your family. Right. Um, and so that plays into, like, also, if you're, like, in a town like Iowa State University, you can get it. You get it. You kind of get to choose who you spend your time with unless you're... I don't know, locked into some sort of job, you can choose like, hey, I'm going to spend a lot of the time, mm-hmm. in the li- spend a lot of my time at the library and surround myself with people that are smart and surround myself with people that are engaged in their studies. Right. And that can be something because like, like you can see all of these different options and roads. And I think a big part of like being in your 20s is like seeing all these, seeing how the world works, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Um, the other main one was occupation. So the sunk cost of a lot of the videos we watch talk a bit about this because a lot of people are probably going to YouTube for advice on occupations, what to do with their lives or what to change in their lives. And a lot of them are basically saying like, okay, yeah, you've been in a certain occupation for a long time, but if you are enjoying yourself and you want to move somewhere else, don't use that invested time as a reason to hold you back. And one thing I keep thinking, especially with occupation, is a lot of people would agree with what we were saying earlier about sunk cost. Just giving a people, a person, an excuse to just switch an occupation that they're mm-hmm. kind of like not doing super well on yet or whatever, like okay. to give up a little too easily. Yeah. I think there is a certain extent of people just always assume that another occupation will be more fulfilling to them. Mm-hmm. And so they'll just be bouncing around all the time. Yeah. But yeah, that could go with any of this stuff. Like same with relationships, mm-hmm. same with friendships. I mean... Back to what we talked about earlier, like this advice is not necessarily for everybody. Mm-hmm. If you if you tend to bounce around a lot as it is, you know, stop listening to us. Yeah, yeah. This is for people who have a problem, and we I think well even if it's just, yeah. I mean, not drinking a little extra coffee that's lukewarm is not necessarily a big problem yeah. in the grand scheme yeah. of things, but it does point to like mm-hmm. the bigger idea that you might just stick in situations be, just because strictly because you invested mm-hmm. time. Now, if you have other reasons to stick in a situation, that's a wholly different thing. Yeah. Right. But this is just because, like, okay, basic understanding, 
the time I put into this shouldn't affect whether I decide to stay in this or not, whatever it is. I think a lot of it has to do is whether or not this decision is making you spend time just doing thing, things that are productive or things that you would enjoy doing or whether it pushes you into a situation where you're not doing the things you want to do or things that you would not regularly do. So let's right. say, um, what? give me an example of like a sunk cost um, situation. Uh, you, I've read the first 100 pages of a book mm-hmm. and I don't really like it anymore. Yeah, so, so I stop reading. exactly. Say you read an hour a night and instead of reading an hour a night, in some, reading a book that you like or maybe spending time with your friends or doing something productive, you read this book an extra hour of your night and then you're not being productive anymore. And right. It's a waste of your time. Because it, it is a waste of your time unless you're actually... If you're not learning anything from it and you're not enjoying it, then I don't see what the point is. Because right. learning and enjoyment... That's the purpose of it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you're saying like, but like also if you quit something, what are you doing at that time instead? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And like if that's... Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, to... Because there, there's a cost in quitting stuff too. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, it just depends what you actually move on to. Okay, I think the another another really good one here, and this gets, this is another really good example that I like. Okay, so say you bought tickets to an event, mm-hmm. and then that night came, and somebody invites you over to their place to, the example they gave in the video was play board games or something, mm-hmm. but just say invites you okay. to something else. But you feel like you have to go to the event because you already paid for the tickets, even though you might enjoy yeah. hanging out with your friends more. Right. that's a great example because that's even more than any kind of like a coffee or whatever. Yeah. This is a whole other level where, and there's a similar example. So there's a book I was reading, gave this example that if you, two different scenarios, you live like an hour away from this event and it sn- snows the night of the event and it's mm-hmm. dangerous to, to go there, that you'd be more likely to go to the event if you had paid for the tickets yourself than if you had gotten them for free. Mm-hmm. Because you feel like if you don't go, you're like losing something. Yeah. Even though either way, now you've already paid, you got for free, now you're just looking at the value of actually going to the event. But the thing is yeah. for me, um, so I've been through this situation, like this semester. Yeah. I was, I bought a ticket for a concert at Iowa State and um, I got really, really sick that whole week. And yeah. then I got the most sick on that date. But like, not only did I have the sunk cost, but I was also like, thinking about this concert the whole week. Right. And right. so I went ended up winning, going anyway. And like, right, like looking back on it, for me, I still, I remember the music and I remember, I don't remember, remember, I remember being sick, but the going to the concert outweighs that. Yeah. And so I think a lot of it also has Absolutely, to do with personality. Yeah. Um, or like, I don't know. I guess it, for me, it's like, this is a unique opportunity. Right. And the same, another example that was brought up was a plane trip to Italy. If you get really sick the night before, do you, like, do you go or do you just be sick on the flight? Yeah. And I think it's like, for me anyway, and this just might be my perspective, I think, yeah, go on the flight, just endure a little bit of pain. Right. And you'll be in Italy and you'll probably get better. Right. So, yeah, you're, that's exactly right when it comes to personality. Because, say, the person they're referring to, maybe the person themselves, say it was a 10 to go when they weren't sick, mm-hmm. and now it's a 6. Mm-hmm. But for you, 
maybe it started at 15 mm. and now it's an 11 or whatever, you know, something yeah, like right, that. Right, right. So yeah, that's where it really does come to personality. And the same with the event itself. Like even though you were sick, that, that, that um, the value of the concert outweighed the value of staying home. Right. I had the basically the exact same experience. I flew down to Florida last October and I was really, really sick. And now looking back at it, I don't even remember being sick at all, hardly. Right. Yeah. And like I couldn't hear anything out of my, my ears because they were so plugged. And like yeah. it's crazy because you just remember the good things. But and then, that goes with any experience, yeah. really. I know that I have like a cutoff limit because when I was in. Did I mention I went to Spain? <laughs> what? <laughs> have what? I mentioned that once in this oh, podcast? Yeah, I can't believe it, man. Because um, this weird, it's weird because I went to Spain, right? And right. on the second week, I bought a ticket to this city to go see like uh carnival and i got super sick and i ended up like i paid for the ticket to the the bus ticket and i didn't go so i know that i know there is a cutoff limit for me it's not like i'm just gonna be like always right like super invested you know yeah i like so the one i just thought of was say you are sick but you and you want to work out and you just do it anyway, mm. and say that event itself is like a like a negative nine, because mm-hmm. you were not only were you working out painful, but you're also sick, and that brought it way down. Yeah. But afterwards, the feeling of like accomplishment, like I was sick and I worked out, like yeah, like look, well, that was like a, a that was, exactly. So it can even be like there's there's so many different things, and this is like the way we're describing this, like breaking down into actual numbers into utils, yeah. like is is not the most realistic thing, and we get mm-hmm. that. It's just a way to like. It's a starting point mm-hmm. where you say, okay, well, certain things have different values and like just to consider different factors and, but except for the sunk costs. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. What's the sunk cost of pulling an all nighter in college? The diff- I see the difference between freshmen and seniors in college. The freshmen, when it comes down to the last week of school, I feel like they're more likely to pull all nighters and to, um, put their body and mind at risk. Mm-hmm by doing these all-nighters than seniors. Seniors, I think, will more likely just kind of relax and just continue studying, and they'll take in this external stress, and they'll just, like, kind of let it go. I mean, this is what my idea is. Like, a good senior... Yeah. I think that's what differentiates a freshman from a senior. Yeah, I think that uh, goes a little... I think that is mostly outside, like, the idea of sunk cost. I Mm -hmm. think it's, like, a basically freshmen or whoever is irresponsible mm-hmm. push the cost till the end mm-hmm. and then at that point the costs probably outweigh the benefits yeah. oh but yeah what i was saying sorry i need to loop this back to sunk cost but yeah all-nighters you got this investment in like so you get to the library at six yeah and then you start studying but you don't you don't get so far right and then you're you're at the library at like 12 and you have the option of going home and sleeping or continue in fish, finishing your studies before the test at 7 a.m. Yeah. that Yeah, that's a good you example. Know. Yeah, like once you start, you feel like you have to keep going. Because mm-hmm. you have the option of being like, okay, I just have to stay up six more hours and I can study. Or I can yeah. go home and get sleep. Yeah, yeah, that definitely, I, I would say, yeah, it definitely falls in that category of sunk costs. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole idea of all-nighters, that's something, I, I never really did that at all. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's definitely better to break it up. It kind of drives me crazy when people pull all landers because it's like like I've done it a lot yeah. I did it a lot back in the day and I know for a fact it does not work like right what like your brain does not function well so it doesn't matter how much knowledge you 
acquire over the night if you can't recall that knowledge because you're tired or because your brain's not working it doesn't yeah yeah and and room three sleep that's when you consolidate all the long-term memory Mm -hmm. and they they were saying like how they brought it back to pulling all-nighters if you don't if you don't sleep it's not going to consolidate that memory Mm -hmm. and so it might as well be useless yeah yeah i think some people do all-nighters on necessity and then some people do it just to say like, oh, I pulled a bunch of all-nighters yeah. in college. Like, all-nighters. I think, like, I think there's, I don't know what I'll be doing in law school, but. Not all-nighters. No, I won't be doing that. I think that you can, like, there's no really, I don't think there's any reason I'll have, I'd have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just plan, plan things out super well. But, okay. Uh, the couple things the videos mentioned as well, one of the reasons contributing to us not wanting to give up on our, any investment is, uh, first of all, there's painful. It's painful to admit that we've wasted time on something. So that's underlying in all of these. And then uh, just, and this is basically the same thing. The official term for that is loss aversion. People don't like losses. They'll, they'll take odds that aren't that great by, okay. They'll take the odds of not doing something, even if they're better off doing something just because they're worried about the risk. A lot of people don't want, and that's reasonable. Like you don't want to bet um, a t- you know, don't want to like gamble, even if it's a realistic odds, because you don't want to you lose your house or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's legitimate sides to this, but loss aversion is pretty common. I think that uh, is a pretty big aspect of sunk costs. Um, I don't think. Okay, this I have one last thing about this. Okay, so I think there's a cer- a little bit of with the sunk costs an aspect of people think they're just being like frugal or smart with their money, or there's such an emphasis on like saving money that they also get into this thing like no waste. Mm-hmm. And so they somehow right. see like, even though I've spent the money already, so I'm not really saving money, mm-hmm. that somehow I'm not wasting anything makes them save money even though they've already spent the money. Yeah. Like when people shame you for not eating your whole plate, it's like, okay, I ordered this food, but the restaurant brings one size, you know? Yeah. I can't change that fact. If I want... If I want a burger, they're going to bring me one burger. They're not going to bring me a small burger. Right. And I, <laughs> if I'm full, I'm full. It doesn't change the fact that there's more burger left. So Yeah. There's always one person that pipes up at the table about kids in Africa. Mm-hmm. And they can, oh just, they can just F right off. Yeah. <laughs> or, you go no, to the, I, or you go to the fridge and then you open up the sour cream. Mm-hmm. And there's not enough for one person. At that point, you might as well just junk that. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Then to all of this, there's always a person who would say, back to everything we're talking about, like, that some costs just, like, make you throw stuff out faster. But right. you know what? We've said this a million times. It's all about who you are, yeah. understanding yeah. that. Just being aware of it's plenty. You don't if have to do it all. If it's changing who you are or the decisions you're making, you should probably chuck it. Yeah. Okay, so we're rolling on pr- pretty well here guys I think I don't have anything else to say about this topic we've done 35 minutes on this that's on one, one logical fallacy are we um, are we sunking the cost of <laughs> this <laughs> yeah the cost are sunk should, yeah. we, I think we, we, don't, we through, don't need to keep talking about this just because we've already done 35 minutes we've done 35 minutes yeah. though like I don't know man like, <laughs> that's a going. big investment we should finish <laughs> the hour it didn't work <laughs> okay uh, that was great guys uh, for Thomas Galloway uh, Evan Isabel Noah Galloway That was a great podcast, guys. Everyone have a great night. Great night. Woo!